Thank you very much, uh, Mark. Um, today we are uh, getting together in uh, different time zones and uh, we, we, we made it. Um, thank you for your time today. Can you please introduce yourself um, uh, and say to the audience what you're doing and maybe a little bit why you're doing it and uh, how you got to the point where you are today? Sure. Just in very uh, broad strokes because you're, you're, you know, you're a very accomplished artist. So, sorry. So yeah, now go ahead. I, I will stop talking. No, no, no worries. Uh, my name is Mark Dwyer. I do a, a electronic post-punk band called Buzzcall, uh, which I think is coming up to its 10-year anniversary now. Um, and after touring uh, quite excessively, uh, especially in the European uh countries for the last three to four years uh I, unfortunately my touring came to a halt last year which uh, meant i came home and uh had to move away from the city that i was living in and and kind of start almost a new life but still constantly recording and, and doing like buzz call and then uh, another project which i've been working on called dsmv uh working on new albums for both projects uh and then kind of picked up other like weird hobbies like kind of to fulfill my i guess uh like everyone has that competitive edge and with mine i've now filled it with like stuff like uh going to the gym or fishing or like constant swimming in the ocean because i live in a small kind of fishing beach village now uh which is very different to living in a big city because there's only i think about 500 people in this town in comparison to Sydney where there's millions, but um, yeah, it's, it's a big lifestyle change, but I've adapted to being a small town folk. So it's kind of cool. So, yeah, you, you seem quite relaxed, you know, um, uh, I didn't tell you this beforehand, uh, but my wife is actually from Melbourne. So I have oh, a no con way. connection with, uh, with Canada, uh, Canada, with Australia. Sorry. I also <laughs> have a connection with Canada, but this is a different one. Um, Yeah, so I, I've been twice to uh, to Australia, but only to the to the big places, and as we yeah to the big cities, of course, a little bit of an outback, and you know the kangaroos, and I saw the the smallest penguins of the world are in in Australia as well. You know the very small ones. Um, oh no I, way! It must be like pygmy, like pygmy penguins or something. Uh, uh, I didn't know we had the smallest ones here though. If, that's yeah. like total new. Really, it's. Uh, I always get it wrong. I uh, I have not really. Uh, I always want to say Prince Edward Islands, but it's. I think it's a different one, but something like with <laughs> islands and and yeah. where you have to go uh, and and when you can see them and they're coming out of the water and it's it's really fun. It's uh, very yeah. cute. It'd, it'd be south somewhere I can imagine because they they like the small the colder colder climates so everywhere down south has probably all these weird islands where they have stuff like seals and, and mm -hmm. penguins and yeah it's it, the whole country is full of crazy wildlife and even just since moving here my uh broad uh kind of spectrum in regards to realizing what is around me in regards to wildlife has been blown up i guess so i guess so. i i have to admit i haven't been in sydney uh but you know melbourne is a big place as well um yeah and But yeah, the, the, I imagine the countryside is will be <laughs> will be with a little village and then nothing around it for quite a while, a little bit of yeah. ocean. Um, 
by the way, don't you have this, um, you know, these jellyfish or something where you have to be very careful swimming in the ocean? Is, is this uh, so an issue for you? That's a little bit further north of where I live. So where I am right now, I'm like about halfway up the eastern side of the coast, um, okay. which is classified as the north, uh, northern New South Wales. Um, they're northern Queensland, so that's way further up north. So they're the box okay. jellyfish, which which I think you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah, I, I, if, if that were the case, up there they have quite a lot of things to kind of be wary of, like uh, crocodiles, box jellyfish, um, sharks, everything. Like it, I, I don't know how, how people uh, mm -hmm. go like from place to place without being so paranoid. Yeah, that's, that's the thing with uh, Australia. You know, I have only been there twice, like I said. It seems to me like everything, oh, no, no, not everything, but a lot of things in the in the flora and fauna wants to kill you there. So, um, you know, I'm here in Europe, I'm in Germany, so everything is quite, you know, if I go to the forest, the, the worst kind of thing what can happen to me is maybe a wild boar that I step on it but it's it's kind of impossible to to get you know um some dangerous animals in in our region there is nothing the most dangerous animal you have here is humans and uh yeah and usually you can avoid them a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah totally oh that's why i'm here i i love i love being uh in a place where there's less of those too so it's been good do you do you think this also i mean no, it's actually a stupid question. And I told you I don't want to do the interview stuff because I think this also will have an effect on you, on your music making, you know, in a in a crowded... No, I don't know if Sydney is crowded. Like I said, I haven't been there, but it's a big yeah. city. So your influences are different than now. And, and, you know, I'm seeing you on the couch there and you seem quite relaxed, <laughs> like, you know... <laughs> so, yeah, um, no, it's, it's, it's made my, my head a lot more clear. Like... Um, mm -hmm. Being, being in a bigger major city, um, yeah, screams potential risk of um, distractions. Mm -hmm. But being in a place like this, uh, I was a bit stuck for a while. Like I think a lot of artists during this period are having a lot of difficult um, being productive and working towards something that they don't know when they'll ever be able to present or not sure when they'll be able to perform it live. So it's it's being kind of like almost like a unexplainable mental block for I know a lot of artists that I've spoken to but um since being here and then kind of like focusing on other things like um my health and my fitness and stuff like that's kind of like almost rejuvenated myself and given me a level of um energy and uh where I go do that and then I come back and I'm clear-headed and I can do stuff and I and I feel like my my ideas are flowing a lot better since doing so. Okay, so it kind of the op no the opposite yeah the opposite of a writer's block. It kind of helped you to kind of get mentally in in, in a flow state again because you have no distractions or just beautiful nature distractions. I take it uh, you know when totally. you so well, that's that's it's good for like you. Two, two two steps back to move forward, mm -hmm. if anything. Okay. So taking taking yourself away from everything and then also focusing on other things that aren't that mm -hmm. to kind of like move forward again. Mm. So um, I mean, you're working on new music, uh, right? Yep. Um, I am. Yeah. So for two two albums at the moment, so I, I feel like a little bit overwhelmed that 
that is what I'm juggling. So I've never, I've never been in a situation of juggling um, two, two major releases. But um, uh, as I said, like no one's in any rush to really release anything at the moment or no one's putting any pressure on me either. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been a little bit more lenient. So, and, and why, why would you do that? I mean, why working on two releases at the same time? Uh, so uh, DSMV is the newest project that I do with okay. myself and, and, and a Melbourne artist, Morgan Wright. Um, so we released a, an a, a, a two-track two two uh, release uh, last year. Actually, it's the only thing that I released last year was the DSMV release. Um, and we did that through a Parisian label called um, Third Coming Records. And that did really well. And, and the response for that project um, got a lot of nice feedback. So we, um, we, we, and we're both really excited about the project as well. So we both uh, figured we've got all these tracks that we recorded. We may as well try and get mm-hmm. into a full body of work. And then, then with the Buzzkull record, I kind of haven't released anything since New Kind of Cross. Oh, actually, what well, I did last in the club. Um, but this would be the album that last in the club would be a part mm-hmm. of. Okay. So just to finish off what, what that track, kind of, that world that that track came from. I see. I see. And this, because, yeah, this was kind of my reasoning why I'm asking, I mean, why I'm asking uh, when the new music is coming out, because I was just listening uh, in preparation of our talk to uh, Last in the Club. I really like this song. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it's a really dark, I mean, it's it's simplistic, dark, but to the point, I you know, it's kind of... I don't know how to describe it. It has, you know, somber. It's just fun. It it's just flows there. It's a little bit dark, but it's not um, how you say. Uh, I don't know, suicide dark. You know, it's 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 kind of like, you know, relaxed and uh, and, and and now in your relaxed state, I would like to see where your music will go because I think you know this still happened in Sydney, and where you are now, I'm pretty sure there are no clubs at the moment. I mean, at the moment with the pandemic situation. I guess there's nothing, and but even without the pandemic, there would be not much, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's weird that the timing of that song came out when it did, which was um, like November. It came out November 2019, and so it was the last song that I released for Buzzcall. And yeah, literally, no one, no one will have any opportunity to be first or the last in the club mm-hmm. for a bit. But um, yeah, I, I got lucky with that song. I felt like um, it got to the point where it was made and created very quickly. And I was happy with it to the point where it needed no more or no little. It was mm-hmm. like perfect. So yeah, yeah. I yeah, I didn't want to mess around with it too much. I was, I was, it was the first time in a while where I've, I've been like, oh, wow, like this is set. All it needs to be is slightly tweaked and, and there it is. But I feel like I, I got really lucky where uh, sonically everything complemented each other to the point where I was kind of baffled in mm-hmm. my own creation. Yeah, no, and I can clearly see that because it's, um, I, I mean, it's it's stupid to dissect the music because um, this is, you know, what musicians sometimes do, that we're like, oh, yeah, here, the, the, the I don't know, the snare, the hi-hat could be a little bit like this and that, you know, um, mm. but the, the whole picture It's, it's just right, you know, and it doesn't really matter why it's right because, I don't know, because the kick drum is exactly like this or that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It just fits. It, it has a flow. And, and uh, you know, it, it's just perfect as it is. 
and it doesn't need any dissection or um, explanation. And and I also think you, you know it's just a. For me, you know, um, I, I played in a few bands and, and for me it sounds like a, a song would come together like if you just jam and, and it, things happen, you know, it's just the, the magic of, of things coming together and and um, there is more to it than, than the obvious parts, you know, there is this meta, uh, the, the magic basically. Um, I don't know. I, I really, I, I completely with you. The song is is just cool as it is, and it flows. You don't get bored of it. Uh, uh, you can listen it. I, I wouldn't listen. Recommend to to listen on repeat too much. You know. I mean, everything can. You can get bored of get, if you. Get yeah. yeah, but but it's it's kind of, um, you know, it, it doesn't annoy you, but it's also not so. Um, uh, how you say so? So nothing, you know, like like mainstream or elevator music that it doesn't yeah. uh, it doesn't touch you. You know, it, it kind of uh, the right thing. It's not uh, too um, too easy to digest, but also not too hard to get into. Uh, I don't, you, you know, kind of. I, the, the I get exactly where you're coming mid, from. Point. And I, thank you so much. I, I appreciate the kind words. Yeah, I mean. This was kind. I think this was the song where I got got to know you, you know. And uh, you know, I, I have a the nice privilege. I only talk with people I want to talk to, where I think they are <laughs> interesting. Um, and it was like, oh, that's a cool song. And then you know, I put it in my playlist. And then I was like, let's let's see if uh, if he's up for a talk. And here we are now. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. No. Thank you for your time. Um, but but what, what I what I meant to say is um, you know this for me kind of is like the Sydney area thing because there's clubs and mm -hmm, and now you say you you wanna you wanna finish the album and I think you know seeing you now here um, you are in a different state now how do you think this mm. will uh, relate to your album because even if I like Pascal quite a lot I I think your your music will change. Because you change, you know what I mean. You're you're in a different place, a different uh, input you get now, and that's absolutely fine. You know, this is how how you evolve as an artist to kind of get new things into. Um, do, have you already seen that, or is it just, or can you get back uh, to the mindset of Sydney? Yeah, well, I've got a I've got a catalog of of things and ideas that have been in my my head and even on my phone and and my computer for like years like i think last in the club was a track that like that title was something that i had in my head for years mm -hmm. years and years but i was trying to figure out the perfect song to put that context in and then i think when i started making that track i was like this is perfect for this track same thing i did with uh new kind of cross new kind of cross was a title that I had in my head for a very long time. Like I think um, I, I went through a, uh, a phase of tweeting like a lot of these song titles or song ideas and that was my go-to place. I'll just go back to my Twitter and be like, oh, um, flick through and that would be my archives for, for song titles and song ideas. But now I just put it in my phone like any, any other normal person now. So in my phone, I just have all these ideas that also reference to uh, stories or mm -hmm. like thoughts mm. or any anything that I feel like I'll be able to write a song that makes a story or makes sense 
mm -hmm. or I can be able to flow with. I just have a back catalog of stuff. But in saying that, as time goes by, I'm always documenting stuff. So even if I'm sitting in the car with my partner and we're listening to a podcast or listen to audiobooks um, and I'm driving, I'll even ask her to like put these ideas into my phone for me. And she doesn't even ask, she doesn't even ask about them. She just, I think she knows, does it. Mm -hmm. And then like no questions asked. Mm -hmm. So um, as, as we are just uh, talking about this, can you maybe, um, if you want, uh, I, I got now a little picture how you start a song. Can you can you just walk us through a process how you usually go about to make music? Because you're a solo artist, right? Mm. So um, so you, you do it all on your own. And um, I mean, like you said, Pascal, uh, not, not Pascal, uh, uh, Last in the Club was a very special one where, where just things fit and you were waiting for the for the right um, vessel basically to to take this uh, this idea on but but how do you usually go about um, creating a song and uh, most importantly finishing it because this you know I talked with a few artists and solo artists sometimes have an issue to you know when to finish when to change uh, I, I mean no when to send it to someone else to to get a second a set of ears or something uh, because you can always it off. yeah you can always tweak it a little bit like you said with um, last in the club you were kind of it just flowed out and it was done and there was nothing else you could change but um, mm. this is as I presume not always the case so how, how is your usual process of of getting to the point where you say this is done this is a finished song It's like what you said before, how you said you used to play in bands and, and uh, you'd, you'd all jam together and that would be your songwriting process. But as a solo artist, you do similar things, but you'd start it from the very, very basics of creating the most simplified drum beat just to then make the bass line. Um, you'd usually do it at the standard tempo of like 128 where it was controlled not mm -hmm. too fast, not too slow, but controlled. So you can hear the pattern and um, how you want your baseline to go, uh, whether it be with an arpeggio or like played, uh, like loosely played to the rhythm. Um, and so once I'll figure out a baseline that works, I won't always sign off on that baseline because I may come back to it and then change it to an arpeggio or add a second baseline um, to give it more characteristics because you can do one baseline that then plays off the other and then they almost cross over mm -hmm. and if you listen to a lot of the songs i do including um last in the club if you listen closely there's two baselines there's one that may be distorted and held and then there's usually an arpeggio mm -hmm. and they're they're the ones that like kind of make the song sound less like a minimal synth kind of track and give mm -hmm. it more of like almost like a, what people would classify in the 80s as an overproduced pops track okay. because it doesn't have that minimal sensibilities about it where you can just hear mm -hmm. one synthesizer going at the, at the one time controlling the baseline. Um, and then from there, you kind of get a good idea of what direction the song's going to go to and what speed that you want it at. But to keep it in control again, it's always fun to keep it at 128 and see if you can find uh the perfect uh synth tone or uh even 
like a, an overly heavily affected synthesizer to go over the top of it to be uh, your lead or any stab, like kind of like synth stabs. Um, and, and then it's just like building from there. But I agree with finishing tracks. It's one of the hardest things because it can be as something as like small as figuring out the final chorus or uh, not the chorus, the uh, final verse. Mm-hmm. Um, to to make the track whole, and if you cannot think of anything, it will destroy you. If you think you're putting too much time into it, because you'll then try and force some lyrical mm. content that and either this, doesn't, this doesn't fit. work. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's like a, 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 like lyrics are a thing where once you put it in and hear it in there, it almost gets stuck in your head because then you try and write exactly other ones on top of that. It's, it's really un, yeah. un, it's it's very hard to unknow it and and not to kind of put it there again so yeah I, i'm uh, yeah totally. i'm very careful with with lyrics this is the last yeah. thing to put in a song uh yeah 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 but if you know like some some people are lucky like if you can if you can erase what you did before out and figure something out that great that it can completely abolish mm-hmm. what you did prior then you're you're on a winning streak but yeah finishing tracks hard i, I think that's that's the part that I was struggling with more so this year than um, any other kind of like uh, writing period was was finishing tracks. I've got a, a lot of tracks, a lot of tracks that I'm really happy with where I feel like Buzzcall is taking the next step and, and being within that new world where uh, uh, songs like Last in the Club exist and can be on a, a body of work together and be as as good as like my last two records and um or or just even like you know be on the same pedestal as them mm-hmm. um and feel complete but yeah it's just it's just trying to finish finish those but, like but, small but little things you still have not really answered i mean if you don't want to that's fine uh, but oh. how how do you come to the conclusion that that the song is you know i i understand it but it's always a snapshot of a or, at the moment, you know, this is how it is at the moment and it can always be changed. You know, it's just the thing frozen in time for this moment, but you still have to get to somewhere because otherwise, you know, you, you work work on 100 songs at the same time and never finish anything. And uh, uh, so That's how do you get to this point? I, I just want to, you know, just for, yeah, because this is the hardest thing uh, I imagine for a solo artist because you don't have other input from your bandmates and say, yeah, you know, let's keep it. I cannot play it better and let's, you know, get it out. Yeah, no, it's true. I, sorry, I, I did forget to, to fill that part in, but uh, it's actually quite an important part. But what I do is when I feel it is complete to the point where like um, there's no ideas going at the time, but I feel like there is space for ideas. I'll bounce it just as an MP3, mm-hmm. and then I'll 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 have it on like my phone. Uh, and if I'm going on runs or doing exercise or or just d- leaving the house, or making food, making dinner, as long as my mind is on something else and I can have that going on in the background, uh, okay, that's when it gets in your head, and then you hear these parts, which they it's not parts that annoy you but it's parts where you're like oh that's something that could be looked into mm-hmm. you listen to it over and over again without overthinking it and you're like yes make a note where it is what it is what your your potential idea is and then that's when you take it back into open the file 
and start reassessing what you can do. And I've, I've done that for, for a while now. Uh, mm -hmm. That's always been my go-to for, for finalizing stuff because there's nothing more annoying than finishing a track, getting it out, putting it out, and then hearing that, that blank the, space. The little thing that thing. kind of annoys you then. Hmm. Oh my God. That, that's like the most soul destroying thing for me um, is to hear that. And I remember when I first started doing buzz call tracks, that's one thing that I didn't do. And then I learned from that. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm never doing this again. Cause I can't listen to the old stuff anymore because it just destroys me. Cause I hear mm -hmm. those things where mm -hmm. I'm like, I should have done that there. But even then now listening to it, my, my production skills were, were very, very basic. Um, still are now, but like, uh, I wasn't as like, uh, calculated as I am now, but, Uh, yeah, now I'm a lot more on the ball, but that's, that's my key point is like, just bounce it. Cause like mm -hmm. the other important thing is not having the, uh, if you, if you work off a, a, what most people do is now working off a computer screen with their tracking. Um, it's also important to listen to the track without looking at that shit. Um, it's, it's true. Yeah. yeah. So, so being away from the screen is also an important part because you're not, focusing on those individual tracks and levels mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. stuff like that you can go away and uh multitask yeah it's, it's it's a funny point because i just um with a friend i i have a little project where where i sing and and yeah. i'm so used to look at the computer screen now because i don't even listen to the music so because i see where i have to put it, you know i see where i have to start singing It's kind of, yeah. uh, you know, in the waveform, you kind of, ah, where, where comes this part? And now I start. I, don't, I, yeah, I mean, of course, I listen to the music, but it's so, you're absolutely right. You know, uh, we, especially men are very visible creatures. So if you see it, then, then you kind of, your mind goes different if you see the, the waveform and, and you know, ah, where's this part coming? Da, da, da. And then yeah, it's, it's kind of, um, anyway, uh, I, I thought as you as you were talking, that's actually a really good advice, you know, because I always uh, try to to you know I want to get to know uh, how you work, and this is very educational for other for other people as well to bounce cool. it out and to to listen somewhere else, uh, and also doing something else be because <laughs> for me it, it reminded me. I don't know if you have heard the story. I'm not really sure if it's true, but. Einstein, you know, the, the, the mathematician was so yeah. good at what he did because he had a very boring job. You know, he was a tax uh, a thing, you know, calculator, whatever. Um, so it was very boring for him to do that. But this kind of allowed him to do something very tedious and boring and thinking about something else in the background and, and you know, kind yeah. of... Um, in a, in a way, you kind of have to distract yourself to, to get to the deeper stuff. And this is what you're totally. doing with, with cooking and or running. And uh, for me, <laughs> as stupid as it sounds, for me, it sometimes happens in, in the shower. When I'm like in the shower, you know, you, you, you're showering and, and then yeah. I'm, I'm, my, my mind goes free and I'm walking around and I have no limitations. And, and then I have good ideas, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's uh, totally valid. I'm, I'm It eliminates yeah, overanalyzing of, of things mm -hmm. completely. Exactly. You, you need to get into a uh, um, different environment. And also because uh, the, the next thing I wanted to ask you is kind of um, the issue with, with solo artists is often um, 
that you are kind of you're in your own bubble, you know, and it's it's really tough to go on your own stuff with fresh ears because you have heard it so often, you know. When you work on a track, I, I take it, you know, that you're like, uh, you know, and then you and then when you kind of lose the the objective perspective as it is normal. Um, yeah, because you you get no feedback, so you're not you're unsure of your direction. Mm -hmm. um, I agree. I, I've always got. Uh, a, a, a small handful of people that I will send um, my demos to to be like, oh, um, <laughs> does this does this sound like Buzzcull or, or is this like a different thing altogether? And and it's always the thing that I'll always check to make sure I'm not going to uh, left from center. Mm -hmm. See, there, there, there is a path. there's an interesting bit you just said. Um, how important is it for you to kind of um you have found your sound yeah i mean i was i was going through your catalog and it's you know not every song is the same of course but you have a certain way of doing things and a certain sound um but as as i get to know you now a little bit you're also you know uh, you're a free artist and and this means you know music is is unlimited it can go in this direction or in that direction uh, and i saw you have some um, collaborations uh, you know future faces i i have seen uh, you did a collaboration with right yeah yeah that's that and, was a recent one yeah but, but wait I, i have a question <laughs> sure. um how do you how um do you have like um the mindset, okay, no, this is not Pascal, and, and that's why I cannot do it. And then you put it to somewhere uh, where else and, and you know, talk it, talk with friends and you know, you want to kind of this, this song or you work on, on this with a different um, um, yeah, artist, uh, collab collaborate with it. Or, mm. um, or do you don't put yourself into, you know, if you fence yourself in and say, okay, I can only do this and you, you box yourself in, I think that's a better word, um, yeah. to not allow other things to happen. You there's, there's only a, yeah, there's, there's only a few kind of things that I wouldn't uh, like kind of, cause I, cause I'm not specifically tied down to an exact, uh, I guess you'd say uh, genre Mm -hmm. like a particular genre yeah you're, you're quite the free flow dark wave uh, whatever you, you i mean it's it's kind of I, i i have a hard time to really put my finger on it i mean i like it and i like also that i cannot put my finger on it because as much as i uh, um hate to be uh, uh categorized in a genre um mm. be, because it, it's stupid it, Otherwise, uh, on, on the other hand, it's also important because, you know, I'm a radio DJ as well. And if I would get everything, uh, I would, there would be an avalanche. I could not deal with it. So I need to sort it, you know, and put it in boxes and, and, and file it away. So, um, you know, it has its good and its bad. That's what I mean. You know, it's a two-edged two yeah. sword. Uh, yeah. Any, anyway, but sorry, back, back to you. Um, no, no, that's okay. Uh, like, I think that's what makes it easier is the fact that not like the more I slightly adjust the project, the less it makes pe like uh, less it makes that this project be put into a category or, or a genre, therefore makes the flexibility of, of what I do more open and more broad. So um, if I want to be uh, 
if I want to deliver something in that kind of aggressive format, I can now feel freely to do so. If I want to make this more um, of a attitude, but spoken delivery, I feel like I can also do that as well. But as long as I still have the same attitude mm-hmm. in the delivery, no matter how it's done, as long as the attitude towards the lyrical content and the lyrical delivery uh, mm-hmm. works, I feel like that's the most important part because if it feels lifeless or unreal, that's when you're going to come across as a fish out of water mm-hmm. and it will seem out of context. But if you can do it with confidence where so everything complements mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. I feel like it's fine. Like as long as you don't sound like, yeah, it, you... Everyone who does, like you would know as well, like doing doing vocals in projects, um, having your vocals heard is quite an uncomfortable thing sometimes, and only <laughs> you know. really know, only re- you really know what it what it can sound like, mm-hmm. um, like, or what you feel comfortable as sounding uh, as it should sound, um, whether it be putting effects on it or mm-hmm. having it at a certain level. But yeah, like vocals is a very weird personal thing. And even giving that to other projects, it's like, it's hard because it's their music and you need to relate to it. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll only really do it if I can relate to the song where I can be like, yeah, I can, I can be that person. Mm-hmm. It's actually... But, um, yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry to watch you go. No, 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 no. It's, it's just uh, because you said this, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm... I'm not going to ask you and, and whatever, but, you know, I'm now, this year I'm becoming 45. Um, and um, I always was very unsure with my with my voice, you know. Um, and so I always put on, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, trained as an actor and stuff. So I, I have ways to do my voice differently and all these things, you know. And, nice. And I, uh, <laughs> thanks. But I was always... Uh, not singing with my own voice, you know. Um, I was always using, yeah, you know, Rammstein approach and, you know, really uh, rolling the, uh, you know, I was always putting in effects just with my voice because I was so yeah. unsure with, with my own voice. And now, uh, sorry, uh, just just a little, because we talk about you and not about me, but uh, just a little thing. I, I was very lucky that I found now a guy I'm, I'm doing, you know, uh, a little project with. Yeah. And he really, Tobias, you have such a nice voice. Sing with your own voice. And and the, the funny part is, you know, I I was I sing since I was sixteen, you know, and yeah. um, and for the first time, I really get to use my own voice and get it that it, it can sound good. Just my own voice, you know. Uh, um, I, the, the point is. Um, uh, you, you're getting older and older and, and you just you still find new things that, that you can kind of trust yourself and, and um, you know, uh, find people who, who want to hear you and, and not just. Um, and so sorry, I'm, I'm getting a little bit off, but, but I got off because you said um, as long as there is a, a piece of you in it and uh, when you can shape your sound. And, and this is what I realize now that I kind of. Um, not faked, but uh, but kind of hidden myself in other projects and in how I disguised my voice, you know, even without any effects. And so I'm just talking about the effects you can do with your own yeah. voice. And, you know, uh, anyway, all this, this stuff. Uh, and 
Um, yeah, you know, now I'm at the same point as you are already that I kind of understand, okay, it's my voice and this can kind of keep the, the project together because it's, it's your voice and your intention. And, and if you feel the spark of yourself in it, then you can also uh, diverge a little bit and go to different a little bit different routes you know like um like you do you, you kind of indie pop you could say and dark wavy and and electronic body music i you know it's hard to describe what you do but and this is where i completely agree with you there is always you in it you know that you can find yeah. this and <laughs> so okay this is now going back to you but this was just like um It just resonated so well with me because I'm now at now, you know, after, I don't know, almost 30 years of, of, of doing music, getting to the point that it is me in the music and not just uh, uh, some some projection or some uh, things I try to um, try to to aspire to or try uh, or think that other people want me to be. And uh, yeah. and and this is uh, yeah. You seem to be really. You seem to be at this point. You know you know who you are and and where you are. And and then um, you you have a baseline. You have a ground level. And from where you can go in different directions. And that's uh, the best thing what can happen to you. Totally, I agree. Yeah, and it, and it's it's never any a bad thing experimenting with different voices as well because it kind of almost like trains your voice in a sense where you can hold your vocal in different tones and different formats. And it's almost like a vocal training in its own way when you're putting on different, different tones and styles of, of vocals for mm -hmm. sure. But um, like, it, it just depends on the song. Like um, if the song suits that format, um, if you want it to sound more aggressive, more spoken, mm -hmm. more attitude, you kind of like eventually blend all the good things you'll you'll train yourself to know what all the good parts are and then that almost becomes your thing your mm -hmm. version of yourself mm -hmm. is the best part of all those ones you experimented with yeah yeah J just for, for me and now I'm, i'm stopping stop about talking to me it was quite the opposite i kind of had to strip down every or strip out or, or put away everything i put on my on my voice to find my own voice and anyway it's just a recent development that's why i'm so uh you know like it's so stupid you know that you don't use your own voice because it's the best voice you have it's you, you don't have to to do anything um anyway sorry um uh back to you um by the way i have a I told you I don't want to do any stupid interview questions, but I have one stupid interview question I I I, I want to do, um, and and you might have heard it a couple of times already. Um, where does the name Bascal uh, originate from? It was just made up. Uh, when the project, when I first did the project ten years ago, uh, the project was never meant to be. Uh, a proper thing like it was never meant to be uh, like a, a project that I brought to life and uh, I put these songs online when I was, I was going through a very tough period um, because of all of my uh, all of my software my computer and stuff wasn't very reliable so I was a bit worried that I was going to lose these things that were kind of like uh, important to me because it was, it was representing a time and a period that I was going through 
And so I put them online just on SoundCloud, just as mm-hmm. a storage purpose. And I was like, a band name made it up, Buzzcall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like that week, the songs like came to surface and a lot of people found them and then a lot of people really liked them. And I was not expecting anyone to even be able to gain access to them because I, I never posted out links or anything like that. But what I didn't realize was like, as I guess SoundCloud have this like sonic, uh, almost like format of like sending these tracks out. That yeah, we, 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 match, we, match it, we match it with, uh, you have like a, like a self-fulfilling radio station kind of, you know, we match you the songs with kind of what you like exactly. and, and give you, a, um, you know, um, just try this one. Um, yeah, yeah. And so it's, it, yeah, it, it like blew up, like not, not like blew up like international, but like, Mm-hmm. Uh, I think especially in, in European countries, like it, it was, um, it was heavily favored. And then I got the confidence to then just be like, okay, well, I'll make this a project. I can't really change the name now because people mm-hmm. think it's already Buzzgall. So yeah, that, that stuck, like it was just a combination of two words that sounded right at the right time. And yeah. I see. I see. So, uh, see you kind of, um, dodged my question in the beginning a little bit as I wanted to get uh, to introduce yourself. So where you're coming from uh, music-wise. And this is kind of, you know, Bascal, uh, we got it now. It's 10 years. I think now, you know, now we are 2021, so it's almost 11 years uh, soon-ish, I guess. But yep. um, uh, what was your your musical upbringing before that? You know, I mean, what, what were the instruments you learned or did you play in bands? And uh, because, you know, You, I don't think you started just with Pascal, uh, right? There was something, there yeah, must be something I, before I, that. I was, in, I was in another band before that as well, um, which was just kind of like a, a three-piece, uh, kind of like the guitar, guitarish post-punk rock bands. And I just did vocals in that and did, did some help with the production. So my production skills were quite minimal. Like I, I wasn't very very switched on with that world and then before that um i kind of grew up always wanting to play guitar and um no one in my family was really into the whole um music as an interest or music as a hobby uh concept other than like listening for listening mm-hmm. purposes only my family was strictly not strictly but like straight down the line in regards to music was like listening only not performing not partaking mm-hmm um and then i kind of broke the seal with that um and started performing uh in this band prior but um yeah it's 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 kind of weird like with with my upbringing with that because um i none of i think my brother my my brother is the only person that's ever seen me play performed live but um no one else has <laughs> but but your 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 parents are We don't hate that. We, we just kind of never figured that, that you would kind of went off this, uh, this route. Yeah, I, th- I think they still don't quite understand what I do or what it is that I'm doing. Like, um, I think it's very uh, strange what that I just like get up and leave the country and, and go tour for like a few weeks and then come back. And, and they're like, so like... 
we know this isn't your job like you're just gonna like when are you gonna finish music and then go do like just a normal job mm-hmm. but at the same time i come back and i have a normal job i come back and and work like in tv and film mm-hmm. and that's like my 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 second life my my um part b of living is going to a comeback i'll work on a tv show or a film or something for like um a month or two and then go away again and mm-hmm. that was on rotation but mm-hmm. now now my life is um i am a student in in this small town so i study graphic design so which is another i guess another expansion of what i do in tv and film is i can take this course that i'm studying now to back to my old work and do graphic design so i'm happy like being in this town and being a student again and Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you, you seem quite, you know, as I said before, quite relaxed and quite uh, content with what you are. And also, um, but you're not standing still as well, because this is how I see life as well. You know, you always um, evolve, you always get somewhere, you know, I mean, it's it's good to be happy with the moment, but also um, not stay still because, you know, life is changing all the time. And, and so you, you change with it and it doesn't, you know, it's it's not meant that it's worse or or um, better or worse. It's kind of just the way it is. You know, things things uh, evolve and things go from one thing to another. So yeah, I I try the same too. You know, to not not stand still and uh, like this is how the world is. And yeah, I mean, at, at the moment we are at a special place anyway. But maybe um, can you? Because this is now an interesting thing for me, and I have to admit, I have not done too much research to to know how you how you perform your music live, because uh, you know it's it's your solo project, right? Do you yeah. get some musicians uh, to to play tracks, or do you have just backing tracks? And how how is your how is a live performance from Bascal? I've tried to have um, other musicians and other performers join me in the past but i found that it was um it was always a bit too difficult because a lot of other people have projects going like at the same time so relying on other people was always the hardest part about being in a project was if you're in a project with other people there's a pretty good chance one or two of them were in other projects so doing this on my own seemed like the most liable uh situation and outcome where I could do it without having to condone or, or ask anyone if they're free or available to do these dates or mm-hmm. do whatever things that were proposed to me. Um, so that was a square one. And then I, over time, I just tried to figure it out to see if I could simplify it to the point where I could do it with uh, minimal gear and gear that was going to be reliable. So I, I feel like I, I got it pretty quickly like i was like i want to i want to play like a synthesizer always live so i trained myself up to be able to play and sing at the same time it took a bit of time but over time yeah i i I got to that point and then um so i have something that usually has my drum track and my bass track which is just going to be playing each individual track so I'll have my synthesizer through a bunch of pedals mm-hmm. and in between tracks, I'll usually uh, like turn the feedback off of my synthesizer in between tracks. So it seemed like a flaw, uh, like a, ah. a flawless kind of like connection. Clever, clever tracks. idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it, there was never a lull. I never stopped for a silence or an applause or mm-hmm. anything like that. Like, I, I, like 
if people want to applaud, I, I, I don't, um, I, I'll never object to it, but like, I, I like it. I like a show where there's, um, always constant noise going. Um, so yeah, it, it got to the point where like even touring Europe, I learned as a solo artist, I was like, okay, I've got to step it up because there's so many great European acts that put on such a live intense show. I was like feeling like I really had to step up to the, um, the bill and, uh, make my shows more energetic and intense. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. over time, like I, I got to the point where like it, it became this, um, more energetic sh show and performance where uh, I would move as erratically as the music made it possible. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and And how do you deal with this, you know, when, when uh, you have these backing tracks and you play live on, on it with a, with a um, keyboard and uh, and synthesizer and you sing? And, but, you know, what I discovered with a lot of solo artists is the problem with them is when uh, that kind of you are stuck to the certain time. You know, like uh, if the track is three minutes 50, the track is three minutes 50. And, um, you know, if a, if a crowd is going and, and cheering, you know, if you have a band, you look around and, you know, let's repeat this chorus and we can, you know, play on, you know, we can play mm. to the crowd. And here you're a little bit stuck to the timeline you gave yourself uh, in the song. I how do you, how do you deal with it? concept um, with something like, A guitar band where there's like um an open opportunity for those kind of like mm -hmm. you know to some improvisation in, improvisation stuff yeah 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 improv style um i i never usually try and um or never really had the idea of doing that because like i feel like my sets um are a lot more intense than what they sound like recorded mm -hmm. so they're a lot more um intense and aggressive than what they sound on record and i didn't want to change it too much so i feel like if i ever thought about going into that world of um improvising on tracks it may confuse me in the future in regards to performing them later on where if i've i've memorized it and memorized to play and sing in these mm -hmm. parts it could confuse me in the future because i like in my mind that whole set is in my mind from start to finish uh, okay, and i feel okay. like if improv came into it it may it may throw me off a bit but in saying that i i've never really been like i i can see how people get into like um the improvised jam band stuff but mm -hmm. i've never been too too into it i kind of like hearing um songs that that i've heard on record played back the exact way mm -hmm. um but slightly sounding different Like there's always a there's always okay. a fun like kind of like twist of how it sounds different. And that's the one reason why I like to go see bands live is to to see how they sound live in comparison to what they sound on record, and to see um, if the parts that really get me sound the same as what they do on record. I see. I see. Okay. Good. I I got your point. I got your point. And um, so. I mean, you already said before that um, you know once you 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 bounce out a song and you listen to it and and stuff. But um, I mean, this is maybe a little bit an indiscreet question or something. But uh, you have no problems in in getting bored of your own music then, because it seems like you you kind of um, 
you, you put it in stone kind of and it, it's like the way it is and you don't want to confuse yourself in with improvisation and I, I get it you know and it's also I, I guess what the, the fans would like you like like you said you know we, we go because we hear we heard your music and we want to see yeah. it uh, live so yeah. uh, this is absolutely fine but how about you you know I mean you're not uh, I mean you're coming from from Australia and there's also ACDC and I think like I, I think these guys, you know, after 50 years or so playing the same songs, I, I think you would kind of get bored a little bit, you know. I mean, you're not around for 50 years yet, but um, do you I have any, any problems? I think definitely bored of their music to, yeah. to a certain, like, degree. Like, playing playing the same songs, like, day in, day out, especially on a big tour, can get old very fast. But, you know, if you if you have a catalogue, as big as ACDC, at least you can mix it up mm -hmm. differently every night you play or perform. But that's that's the reason why having pedals is fun because pedals will then allow you to do things that you uh, thought about doing or you've done in soundcheck and it sounded good and you're like, I'm going to do that in the show. Mm -hmm. And it could be just something as much as like a, a sweep to turn up a, a big feedback sound to make it feedback just before another re-entry point into a verse just weird experimental stuff like that mm -hmm. so i like every set i'll always try and experiment with different things and mm -hmm. then try and perfectly have it fade from the track into that feedback in between tracks mm -hmm. and then have that feedback then come into the the next the the opening synth for the next part there's all those things that mm -hmm. i i myself i know i haven't perfected perfectly but i've come close a few times where i'm like oh I've heard it back like in a recording or even just someone taking a, a video of an iPhone video and, and tagging me in it. I'm like, Oh, that, that actually sounds like I kind of came close to nailing that, that, that transition mm -hmm. okay. that night. That's stuff like that, that, you know, you, you find your own fun in mm -hmm. your set. If you, if you want to keep it mechanical mm -hmm. um, and safe, then sure, like I, I'm, I have no objection to anyone doing that if that's what they feel like is the right thing to do. But yeah, you're right. You wouldn't be having any fun. You'd get bored mm -hmm. of it really quickly. But if you've got something there to, to entertain you and to keep you on your toes. Exactly. On, on the like edge. But it's also, you know, but it's kind of not like, you know, just going through the motions basically. Uh, and, but I, I think I got you now uh, because it's kind of in a way, You have uh, because you have a set set, uh, you know. But, but, but you 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 kind of um, uh, um, how you say uh, your your um, oh sorry, I just missed the word in my head. Uh, you're confident. You're confident in in performing. It mm -hmm. gives you the the leeway and the leverage to kind of try things and 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 you know play around like you said with your feedback loops and whatever and 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 move into the next song and and stuff so in a way you you have both worlds you have the the, the set world where you know exactly what's going on and how to how to perform and sing and 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 play the song but you also yeah. give yourself a little bit of freedom to um you know to kind of uh, let's see if i can do it better and and yet uh, and, and maybe just a few seconds more and then i you know when the other song comes in and it will be a perfect transition and stuff so i think i i, I got it i got it yeah and this this makes sense totally yeah it's it it's like the little things like even if it's like little small things like where if you're not playing a part and you're just singing like you may even like turn on a delay and like mm -hmm 
maybe put a bit of noise in your synthesizer to make it sound like a drum hit. And mm-hmm. like if there's a part where it has a has a snare hit, you just hit the synthesizer mm-hmm. to make it sound mm-hmm. like a snare hit. Like, and then that goes through the delay and it just small stuff like that. Like. No, it's it's not it. going to be anything like super noticeable, but mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're just little things that like mm-hmm. challenge you and, and mm-hmm. gi- even give you more ideas for the future in writing. Exactly. And also it, it keeps the, the audience um, um, happy because, I mean, because one of the reasons why I ask this, how, how you do it, is if, if, you know, one fan sees your show once and then maybe the next time and the next time and, and it will always be the same set it will get uh, you know the, the, the fan will be like okay yeah you know mm-hmm, yeah cool but uh, you know I heard this before so you keep it fresh also for the audience for yourself totally. and and for the audience and this is an important thing because you know I, I like dark wave and electro stuff but sometimes you have bands there who just do click And then, you know, uh, uh, pretend to play something and then you have just the vocalist to basically do something else uh, uh, and, you know, yeah. play around with it and, and and maybe get off the track a little bit and, and to, to make it interesting. But now I, yeah. I get your point. It's, it's interesting for you. And so it's also interesting for the audience because this is also something uh, the audience engagement is quite important in, in my kind of view because this is why people pay money to see you and, and come to out uh, and stuff and if you just kind of click and you know put on the backing track and do, 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 you know going through the motions then it's kind yeah. of yeah people would be like okay yeah you know hmm, yeah well um, he, he does Gets it and, real quick yeah exactly and it's also it's, it's uh, not satisfying for you as an artist because you know you If you love your songs, what I think you do, um, then it doesn't give them justice to be just like going through the motions and, and you know saying the exact words at the same at the exact time, um, and and people will notice. You know, if you if you don't have energy in you to um, to really perform. So yeah. Anyway, I got they, your point. They, now. I, they need to be humanized. Like uh, there's, there's this like. There's this element of, of live shows where you want to hear mistakes. You want exactly, to and you, and you need yourself to be self on on the edge. You know, to, that, that there is the possibility to screw up. That's that's yeah. exactly the point. You know, and this is the fun and and the danger or whatever. And and um, but yeah, brings brings a real element to live music. Is yeah, like if something goes wrong or mm-hmm. if I fuck if I if I stuff something up in a set. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like I don't. I don't beat myself up about it too hard. I'm like, mm-hmm. I kind of re- have to remind myself like, oh, like this is what makes like it real. Like it, exactly. you can't be perfect. You can't mm-hmm. be perfect the whole time because at the end of the day, you're using an electronic device that plays the note almost perfectly. Like although the keys are all weighted and, and there's like slight differences to what weight you put on, but like they'll like, it's dark Mm-hmm. I have fat fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's strobe lights going. Like there's times where you'll get a bung note, mm-hmm. and you'll miss a and you'll miss a key and get a bung note, and it's like it's it's a real part of the set. Mm-hmm. No, but it keeps it keeps you on the edge and it keeps it fresh because this is uh, you know the worst thing what I can think of that you just go through the motions and um, and kind of like 
I don't know how to say it. It's, it's just a, like a choreographed performance, you know, where you know exactly when, what is, and in a way it is, but it, it's not because you keep it for... Anyway, I got I got your point now, and I think, yeah, this this definitely can work. Um, as we're approaching the, the hour mark, I, I, I want to uh, kind of get into some other things as well. Um, sure. You know, just, just some some fun questions I always like to, to ask. And we kind of get, cool. got, got to there uh, in, um, already. So you, you were in the lucky position to have uh, done a lot of touring already. Um, so can you think of any fun stuff what happens while you were on the road you know some some mishaps some uh, uh um stage problems issues things uh, i mean just the funny ones don't tell us you know the bad stuff uh or maybe only if it's funny um i'm i'm like because i'm always on my own i'm usually pretty strict to myself like um, I've even done like a lot of tours where like I'll be like, okay, well, I'm going on tour for two weeks. I'm not going to drink this whole tour. And I'll just try and do like small little challenges like that. And then I was on tour with, uh, it, it was when I was touring with my friend Louis who runs Third Coming Records. And so we both were like, okay, let's let's have no drinks. And we got addicted to um, Club Mate. So we'll drink oh, a lot yeah, of Club Oh, yeah, yeah. This is uh, here in Germany. I mean, here in Germany, it's very, very big. You know, I, I work in the yeah. IT business and it's kind of the standard drink for IT nerds. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, so we, like there was a time where we did that and we we're, were like, we we're literally would do the show, do merch, sit at merch, drink club mate and then everyone's like going out to party and we were like yeah we're just gonna go home and like probably watch some tv and pass out and then go to the next place the next day although that sounds like boring but like over time you do uh appreciate taking it easy sometimes because it can pay a massive toll on your body and your mind mm -hmm. um especially when you're doing excessive amounts of shows back to back but um, then again, like I've, I've had some fun times as well. Like also like having like drunk shows, like, uh, ones that I've done in the past with like, uh, Zanius and, um, Deselection. Um, but yeah, touring kind of like all almost turns out into the same thing, but just with different friends. And like, I always make sure that I'm with like people who I really enjoy being around with when I'm touring as well, like, which is just makes it better. And yeah. it kind of, it gets hard sometimes being on your own because it does get a bit lonely. But um, my favorite thing is probably uh, the uh, different, like no matter where you are in Europe, there's always like a different array of food or, or oh, yeah. drink. But it's, it's I, for sure, I, I love, yeah. I love wine. I, I'm really big on wine. So I love trying all the different wines, all the different, like, if there's any uh, like kind of alcohol that uh, is specialized in that uh, country or province, I'll like also want to try that. So if, if anyone asks me like what, what the first thing I want to do is there, or if, or if there's anything I want to try, I'm like, what's your drink specialty? What's your food specialty? And that would be my number one mm -hmm. go-to. Okay. For, for a new city or no, and, and this country. is this is a cool part, you know, to discover all, all these things. And and this, I mean, uh, Australia is a is a massive 
country continent thing you know mm. so uh, i think you have also a lot of different influences of course but yeah in europe it's kind of for you uh, being Uh, um, uh, used to this big dimensions of Australia, everything is yeah. a stone throw away. You know, like uh, um, you know, you have Luxembourg and 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 Denmark, and you know, all the, the the for you it's like nothing to go there. Uh, yeah, in, well, the, 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 it's, uh, here is only such a, a very young country, um, so there's not much history or culture embedded in Australia. There is, but only very, very small amounts. But mm -hmm. then you go there and it's like, it's huge. Like mm -hmm. there's a lot to go through. So yeah, like when people come here, I feel kind of guilty because I'm like, oh, there's not really much worth showing um, other than what you see. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, when I go yeah, like there, historic I like sites I or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Okay, you, you know what I think is funny? Because you said you, you you drink Club Mate and then go home and, and, you know, watch TV and then pass out because Club Mate has a lot of caffeine, you know. Uh, so, uh, I mean, so you, you got, uh, you have a very high tolerance already uh, if, if you can pass out on Club Mate. Yeah, we both did. Like, um, I think even just after playing a show, I, I was like usually that wrecked after playing a show because I, I, I think it was, no, it was during winter. But during winter, I still managed to like sweat out liters and liters of water when I'm mm. performing over in Europe because there's never any fans or anything going anyway. But um, yeah, I, I think even after any shows, I'm, I'm usually that buggered that I'll, I can easily go home and sleep on anything regardless. I'm usually pretty zombified. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, okay, uh, I, I try, you know, me personally, I try a, a different approach. If I, I really love coffee, I like to drink coffee, uh, you know, of course, lots of caffeine and stuff. I, but I kind of limit myself to two coffees per day and not more. So because I like to have this buzz, you know, I, ha I like to have this, uh, you know, the adrenaline rush or the, the, the you know, the caffeine rush the thing. Caffeine hit. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And if you have too much of it, like if, you know, if you drink a lot of Club Mat, you don't feel this anymore. You have a, ba you know, you shift your baseline basically. Um, so. Yeah. Um, your tolerance becomes yeah very altered but uh, yeah I, i love coffee just as much as well like mm -hmm. uh, for, it's my my ritual first thing in the morning is like mm -hmm. i'll always I, i wake up like i wake up really early as well like my body clock is still set to touring mm -hmm. and so i'm used to waking up at like five six a.m so i'll wake up at five or six a.m and the first thing i'll do is mm -hmm. go make a coffee or go find someone that makes coffee mm -hmm. yeah i i you know just What I figured out now for me is um, because I'm, I'm more, um, I don't know if you have heard this, uh, the ketogenic diet. You know, I try to eat not too much carbs. Um, oh, is, is that keto? Keto, keto, keto yeah, keto, yeah, keto diet. So, you, you know, it. Um, yeah, ket ketogenic, you would say in English. Um, yeah. um, and, but I like chocolate. And uh, of course, I cannot eat chocolate, the normal chocolate. What I what I yeah. uh, uh, do now is um, I I roast uh, uh, chocolate beans myself and uh, grind them in and put them in. You know, I have a French coffee, French press uh, coffee maker, and put in coffee no and way. and uh, and ground um, cacao, cacao, cocoa beans, cocoa beans. How do you say? Uh, cacao, cacao beans. Cacao beans. 
and yeah. uh, and when oh man this is this is uh, molto bene magnifique uh, this is, you yeah, know I've never oh, heard man. of anyone doing this before this sounds like very uh uh, complex but it's I, I'm it's so not intrigued. that it's not that complex I mean just get a, a French press coffee coffee maker of course you know and mm. then uh, grind your uh, get coffee uh, cacao cacao how you say it cacao beans cacao Ca cacao beans exactly yeah. and and roast them or get them roasted already and then grind the, put them in and, and with the coffee you want the amount of coffee and then just let it simmer a little bit uh, steer it and then you know press it and you and you have it. It's oh, so man. when you put it in with the um, with the the uh, French press, mm -hmm. is it with water? Yeah, of course, with hot, hot boiling water. You you put in there, and uh, you know I my my problem now is uh, that if whenever I go somewhere else and have a coffee, it's like it doesn't taste anymore for me because you know I have <laughs> my I have my own my own way of doing things. So. When I mean, at the moment, everything is locked down. But once you know, shows will also emerge for for us here in in Europe. I will, you know, I will have my my thermos, uh, uh, how you say, my thermos flask, and and have yeah. my own coffee with me because you know the other one doesn't taste as well as mine. So um, yeah, you spoil yourself. Yeah. So anything external is uh, is <laughs> offensive. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and and uh, you know, I started this just okay. Sorry, I'm talking about myself, but anyway, I give you a good good uh, a hint to what you can could try, because uh, I, I was um, uh, checking a podcast where where a guy was talking about what kind of things um, are good for your health and and you should have a, a lot of and you know and I guess you heard of before in in uh, in chocolate. There is a lot of good uh, flavorine, or you know, some good stuff that is good for your heart and whatever. And I was like, oh, I like chocolate, but I cannot eat it with a ketogenic diet. So uh, yeah. let's go to the source. What makes uh, uh, um, chocolate good? It's the ca cacao. And so I got it to, to it directly, and, and now I really enjoy it. Um, and it has also a little trace amount of caffeine. It's in the cacao beans, you know. So you get a yeah. kind of like a double. Uh, but it's a different. As you know, I have only you know read some uh, read some Wikipedia stuff. So you know, I'm not an expert here. But um, it apparently the the cacao um, caffeine works a little bit slower than the. Uh, uh, coffee beans uh, uh, caffeine. You know, the coffee beans yeah. caffeine is, is quite quick and, and fast and the cacao is more relaxed and, and, and more slowly building or whatever. It it's, it's trickles, uh, trickles more slowly in the bloodstream. Anyway, um, yeah. but I can recommend it. Try it out. Uh, it's, it's fun. I'll definitely it's fun. try and, it. I'm and intrigued. Then, because like like you you say I have also my morning ritual is kind of grinding the beans and listening to the radio and you know catching up with the news and stuff and then um, getting you know I like to start my my uh, my day also very slow I, I wake up by myself you know I don't have a clock with uh, an alarm yeah. clock um, I usually wake up around four o'clock here. And then I have time to do my things, and then my my family wakes up, and then I have breakfast with them, and you know it's I really like the 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 downtime, the alone time. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's like the best time in the morning because no one else is around. Exactly. Like, you don't want to wake up to intense surroundings. You want to wake up to a nice, mm -hmm. calm mm -hmm. environment. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, I have one last questions before. Um, 
you know, because now it's here uh, 7.20 um, and my family is waking up and I'm soon going to have breakfast <laughs> with them. Um, be because you were touring so much already, um, was there any moment, uh, and this is just a fun question, um, where you have been starstruck, where you shared the stage with, with people where you really like, oh man, I'm a fanboy or uh, you, something like that? Um, I'm just trying to think if there's been ever any moments. I haven't really played like many bills where there's like been, um, I guess, bigger bands. Um, I think the, the one, the one cool experience was maybe with Trisomy 21. Oh, cool. You cool. have played for fun for French band. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of like I, I've always been a very big fan of them, and, and it's kind of strange because like they're they're quite a large band, but not many um, people, especially even in the the like in the goth scene and and stuff like that here, really know of them. Like they're kind of like um, they're very the, niche. I, I know, you know, they they have yeah. only one big song, you know, the last song, and 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 yeah. been, but they, they, they have been around for quite a while. They're they're actually yeah. not, not a not a small band, um, but yeah, outside of France, I, I don't think so many people know them or just know one song, like you know, the last song, um, the last song, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, which is quite ironic because I think they they play that last in mm -hmm. in their set. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, I, I played with them in Ashcode in in Sweden, um, so that was interesting. I hadn't met Ashcode before, so mm -hmm. like meeting, meeting both those bands at the same time was uh, I, the, the guys from Ashcode are really sweet, very quiet and very reserved. But um, once you get to know them, they like really warmed up to me. And then same with the guys from Trisomy Twenty One. Like I, mm -hmm. I think I was having a bit to drink that night, so. I was being a, not not annoying, but I think I was just trying to break everyone in <laughs> mm -hmm. a bit verbally. But yeah, no, that that was kind of cool. It was it was nice to see. Like, um, I think it's like all the original members of Trisomy Twenty One, because it's one thing rare thing that you see is like a lot of those bands from the '80s never have all original members. So mm -hmm. it was really cool to see them all have um, all the original members from from their first beginnings. Yeah, that's that's true. That's it's. Um... I mean, this is maybe one of the reasons why you are a solo artist, because it's not very, it's it's very, if you find people you really click with, it's very rare, you know, or, or click with, uh, yeah. and, and you, you know, you evolve and then also the people evolve. It's it's rare that people stay together and have the same vision or the same uh, drive also. This is also important, you know, that you have a, um, and, and, And also, like you you said, um, that you are wanting to spend a lot of amount of time with them because sometimes your your bandmates you see more than your family, you know, uh, and you, you you are more uh, um, how you say compressed time or you know when you're in a bus uh, traveling somewhere and and if you have annoying people, this is not easy. <laughs> yeah, um, it's like a relationship; you have yeah. to have a very tight knit connection. Mm -hmm. It's it's a very it's almost worse than a relation. I mean, not worse, but um, yeah, it's it's a very tight relationship. Uh, you have to yeah uh, spend a lot of time with him. So yeah, it, choose carefully. Um, 
Okay, so um, maybe to, to wrap this all up, um, so you're working on two new al albums at the moment. You know, you, you want to finish yep. your, your bus call with uh, Last in the Club uh, thing. And you end, the other one was Decentry, or what was it? Oh, oh DSNV. DSNV. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, so two, two albums is, is what, what, what is in the works at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, one's like the DSNV album is almost done. I think we're just tying up some, some bits now and then it will go off to be mixed and all that stuff. But um, yeah, then uh, the Buzzcar one isn't too far behind either. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you cannot give us a timeline yet when to kind of expect something no not yet but like uh uh i think i might uh even like do a, a, a drop another track for buzzcall like like a few months before the album comes out just to kind of like you know give mm -hmm. give a steer give a up some shot. interesting uh yeah, yeah. Steer, steer up some interest and yeah so, just to make sure i'm on the right track anyway mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, you also uh, seem to do quite well in, uh, um, you know, on online um, because, you know, I checked you on um, uh, Spotify. I usually check on Spotify and you seem to do quite, quite well. Um, uh, so do you, you, you have a label, right? And you have some, some people who help you with the promotion. Yeah, I'm with um, the Italian label Avant, um, who, yeah, Andrea from Avant's always been really great. He he really looks after me because uh, it's kind of good having a European label for somewhere where I tour more than anywhere else. But um, yeah, weirdly, Spotify was, was good to me um, mm -hmm. this year that's just passed. Like, it, it was a very good year. But I just wish Spotify paid more. Otherwise, yeah, I, yeah. I'd, financially, I'd be okay, and I probably wouldn't have to work anymore. Well, I'd, I'd still be working, but like I wouldn't feel so mm -hmm. stressed about living on that student uh, income situation. Mm. But yeah, no, that, that's for streams, um, this year was very good. Um, I don't know. I don't know how because I didn't release anything. But um, I guess it's just like the general motion of word of mouth and then everything relating to everything else and mm -hmm. and stuff like that in the in the world of internet uh relations between other artists cool no uh, it seems to to work out quite well for you i'm i'm you know i'm always happy if uh you know if i see people who make the music i love to do quite well you know um because um as, as you know i talk with a lot of artists and most are really struggling but you you seem to be in a good spot you know i mean you still have to work but that's that's fine you know i mean life, life. exactly life, well. life, like it, life it's is a good work. mental thing exactly and also it helps you like like we talked about it before um if you have to solve different problems it kind of Get, you know uh, gets your mind out of your your little box and and you 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 find new things and uh, um, and and what you're doing you know with the video and and film work you do certainly will help you also with bus car you know I mean uh, totally. this is this is not uh, wasted time it's not like you're I don't know you you you're uh, sweeping oh uh, It's just different, different life experiences and different exactly. human interactions. And, and you, and you yeah. exactly, and you find also other people. And then you, you know, anyway, that's I, that's you know, one of the reasons why I started this because I want to get to know people and 
as we are in shutdown right now here in, in Germany, this is actually my my <laughs> my way a little bit to socialize and to 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 uh, you know get different ideas and and different viewpoints and stuff. Because I found it very interesting today how you deal with your life um, challenge, uh, you know, playing life um, that that you don't keep it stale. Uh, for yourself and for your audience, and this is actually a, a really cool approach. I I really hope you know once all this is over that I can see you live because you're often in Europe, Absolutely. so you might be in Germany as well. So uh, yeah, I'm, that's I'm, like my second home. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So yeah, thank you very much for your for your time today. It was really nice to get to know you and to to see a little bit behind the scenes how things happen with Pascal. Um, I wish you all the best. Whenever you have a new track out, if you don't forget, you know, I'm a little DJ and uh, and also I have a little um, playlist on Spotify. So please send it to me. I'm I'm happy to Ciao. do my little promotion thing I can do. Um, stay safe. Uh, um, stay healthy. Uh, don't don't uh, swim with the sharks too much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, and, Tobias. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, and, and yeah, say, this is kind of, you know, where my wife is from. So I'm, I'm you know, keep keep uh, Australia well. Um, yeah, I, I know Melbourne is an, under big lockdown at the moment. I talk with my parents-in-law sometimes. And uh, yeah. yeah, anyway, keep keep the, your positive attitude. I, I, I want to end on a good note. And you have a really positive vibe. So keep that. And um, we shall go together through this and maybe next year you'll be on tour back in in europe and then please hit me up and then maybe i, I can i can shout in <laughs> and see how you do it how, how you do it live you know and uh, absolutely cool okay thank you very much for your time um no worries I'm off to breakfast now, and you you have dinner soon, I guess, or lunch. Yeah, pending. I might yeah. go for a fish first, then dinner. Ah, I see. <laughs> okay. Enjoy. Thanks, Tobias. Take care. Yeah. Bye-bye.